This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 179. The challenge is if you're like most healthcare leaders today, you are running around putting out fires daily, trying to manage an overflowing plate of competing priorities, you're exhausted and your energy is rapidly declining or totally depleted. Basically, you are overwhelmed. But here's a newsflash. Being overwhelmed is a choice. Yep, you heard us right. So that's why we are sharing this encore episode on mindful choices from the True Leadership Series, so you can leave overwhelm behind and start the new year making choices that are intentional and empower you. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders, and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is Michelle and Tracy. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready. She got us rolling, but that's all right. I'm good. Oh, do you, go. do you want to start over? No, I, I'm happy to just be going. All Let's right. Just Let's just thing. do it. It was an awesome day. Yes. And uh, we got some fun stuff we coming do. up for you. We do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, being a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable or true, true. leader, you know what? It's possible. Mm-hmm. And it's possible right now. It is. And we've been helping people with that. So we want to share a little bit with you about what we've been doing. And um, we often get asked, how can it be possible to do that now when people are, you know, stressed out, burned out, overwhelmed, in crisis mode, in survival mode? And uh, there's uh, a few things that we have learned over the years that we have put together in a framework. And we're going to do a three-part series on it. It's called the Dynamic Balance Effect Framework. It's our first series. And it's our first series. So we're excited about yeah. that too. And so over the next three weeks, we're going to share the elements that are a part of this um, dynamic balance effect framework. And uh, and we're also going to share kind of some of the things we've heard and learned over the last two years, 24 months mm-hmm. or more. <laughs> By the time you listen to this. <laughs> but our pillars are pillar number one in the dynamic balance effect framework is mindful choices. And that's what we're going to be starting with today. And then pillar number two is polarity intelligence, which I'm sure you've heard us talk about before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pillar number three is personal alignment. 
And there are a number of components in each of these different pillars that we're going to share with you and how really you can leverage them to become a true healthcare leader. Yes. And in this first episode, um, we are going to, uh, you know, of this three-part series, we're going to engage in a dialogue about the key learnings we've had with leaders from across the country. And as Tracy said, we're going to focus on mindful choices. And this pillar encompasses how to live and choose from the principles or values that ground you in what matters most and provide the guardrails for your life. So it's a very important uh, pillar. So we're going to talk about what helps you in making mindful choices, uh, what we've learned personally about making mindful choices, and we've learned a lot, (laughs) and uh, what we've learned from others, because we're learning all the time, because we're so blessed to be engaged with people every week, and so we'll be sharing that as well. So that's what we're going to do this episode. Yeah. And so really, you know, if you're a conflicted conflicted leader, right, Mm -hmm. then you're probably in survival mode or crisis mode. Mm -hmm. And we're hearing this from leaders every day. So if you're anything like that, then that's probably what you're feeling as well. And they're often feeling underappreciated, experiencing kind of strained relationships, um, also experiencing maybe moral distress. And if you're experiencing those things, then we guarantee you're probably doing one or more of these things. Uh, Sacrificing the time related to things that matter most. Uh, not carving out time to reflect on the experiences you are having, and also reacting to the circumstances around you. Are we right? Mm-hmm. You know, how how can you make mindful choices and live from this, you know, this place of um, principles that mm-hmm. guide you, mm-hmm. kind of the guardrails right. of your life, if you're not keeping what matters most in front of you? Yeah. And that's what really what mindful choices are all about. Mindful choices are being very aware of these things that matter most that kind of can be the guardrails and keeping them in front of you so that they can guide you, right? Mm-hmm. And um and so you need to step back, reevaluate, reconnect, recommit to those things that are most important to you and the principles that can guide and ground you and center you. Yeah. Okay. It's like that quote by Gerda, things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. So this mindful choices pillar just keeps you grounded. But the challenge is if you're like most healthcare leaders today, you don't feel grounded at all, <laughs> right? You're running around, you're putting out fires daily, you're trying to manage your an overflowing plate of competing priorities, um, and you're exhausted and, and leaders are feeling depleted and we know that. But we got a news flash for you on this first episode it is uh, being overwhelmed is a choice. Yep. It's really a choice. And that gets back to the name of the pillar, mindful choices. So when you are so overwhelmed and everything is just one more thing to do and you end up doing nothing, that makes your situation worse. So we want to kind of share with you what you can do when you're feeling like that and not live in circumstances. Yeah, so you're really making the choice to not do the things that are actually going to help you. Yeah. When you make the choice to be overwhelmed, you're just stuck in the overwhelm, right? Yeah. You're just, that's where your attention is. That's where your focus is and being overwhelmed. And so you're making a choice not to give your attention to the things that might help you, like seeking time to gain clarity on what matters most. Now, 
you think, well, I know what matters most in my life. But you know what? As life changes, as circumstance changes, what matters most changes too. So stepping back and just reconnecting with that and and just reevaluating what really matters most right now, the season of my life during these circumstances, it's really important. And it's mm-hmm. a big help to making mindful choices. Mm-hmm. Um, base your decisions on what matters most and the principles and values that you know you want to guide you. So if we're not making choices from that perspective, then we're just drifting. We end up drifting or making choices based on urgency or reaction versus thoughtful, intentional um, choices and responses to the mm-hmm. things that are occurring around us. And then examine your beliefs and how they are the frame of your life, the lens through which you interpret everything. And there are times in our lives and our beliefs are not necessarily supporting us. <laughs> So we're going to talk about beliefs, but really evaluating what, you know, because everything you see and all your behaviors are based on those beliefs. And some of those beliefs are unconscious. You're not even aware of what you believe and how it's guiding you or driving your behaviors. So these are some things that you're opting not to do when you stay in overwhelm or stay stuck, right? And so, you know, you might be making that choice because you have the limiting belief that now's a bad time. Now's the absolute worst time oh. to do anything, right? Right. Um, or you might, you may want to do these things, but you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the good news is we do. We absolutely do, right? <laughs> and that's what we're going to be sharing with you um, in this episode, um, where, to be gr- where to begin and why now is the best time, right? Because you can't wait until you're totally adrift. That's not going to help you, right? The sooner you course correct, the sooner you get back on track, the sooner you're going to be able to be a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable leader. So, you know, you want to be centered and be your best self and show up as the leader that you want to be. Yeah. Totally possible. And the first stop is pillar number one, mindful choices. So we're going to be sharing the different elements that consist of this pillar and giving you different examples and why they are even there and Some pearls of wisdom along the way. So you ready, Tracy? (laughs) I'm ready. Let's go. All right. All right. So the first element of mindful choices is identity. You know, wow, that's a big lesson there. Ooh, this was like a slap in the face to me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It was. It was like a two by four to the, you know, like, duh, kind of a thing, right? Yeah, you know, and, you know, we're all adults, we're leaders, we hear that word identity, we've grown up with the word identity, but but this is really a place where you start in mindful choices is, you know, what is your identity? Who are you being? And um, we really teach through the true program, Be, Do, Have, as a model. And um, one of our coaches, Jim Fortin, says you won't outperform your identity. So you have to be really clear on what your identity is. You can have all the goals and dreams you want, but if you aren't clear on who you are being, you're not going to get there. Well, this was the thing I think that really struck me, right? I had been set, you know, you set goals. Most leaders set goals. Yep. But there were goals I just wouldn't achieve. Like I, they kept showing up as another, you know, as a goal. I didn't do that last time. Okay, I'll put it on this this quarter or this year. And I wasn't achieving the goals. And it wasn't until I realized that in order to achieve a goal that is outside of your comfort zone, something that is really stretching you to do and be something different, you've got to be the person who would take the actions to achieve the goal. And I wasn't being that person. 
I wasn't embracing the characteristics of the person that would do those things to achieve that goal. So that's why that goal kept showing up all the time, right? Right. And that's what I mean. It was like a two, like, well, duh, right? Like, so you've actually got to be the person who will do the things that will get you the outcomes that you want, or it won't happen. You won't outperform your identity. And that's what that means. Yeah, it does. So you stay stuck in the same space, right? So there are many different forms of identity, and in Mindful Choices, we really think of it as a state of being. Like Tracy said, who do I need to be to step into this? And we've worked with identities as uh, partners ourselves mm-hmm. with our, the, our business and who we want to be. And um, so I, we, we actually even have them on coffee cups, which if you're watching on YouTube, you could see my coffee cup. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I am aligned I am creative. I am disciplined. Those are things I need to do to achieve my goals right now. And uh, Tracy, what are you? I'm responsible. Always oh, relentless <laughs> and courageous. And you know, I mean that that's those are the the three key characteristics yeah. that I have to embrace if we're going to achieve our goals. Yeah. And uh, so then I own that. Now we have my coffee cups to keep them in front of us, That's right? right? So when I'm drinking my coffee, I'm like, yep, I wasn't very well. The thing is, you're always responsible. You get, you're 100% responsible for the outcomes you get, but I want to be responsible for the outcomes I want, not the ones I just get. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So when it comes to being a thriving, resilient, unstoppable healthcare leader, you know, you need to ask yourself, who do I need to be to thrive and be resilient and be unstoppable? What are those characteristics that I need to really, you know, step into? Um, Because you have to own it. Like Tracy said, you have to be it. You do. And I think right now... People are like, well, I'm just so, you know, I've got so much on my plate and I don't have time for this. We talked about that earlier, right? That's a limiting belief. But, you know, as Michelle mentioned earlier, you know, we kind of operate from a have, do, be model. That's just kind of how everybody operates, right? When I have this, then I'll do that and then I'll be this, right? But really, it has to be the be, do, have. Now, an example of a have, do, be is, you know, when I have enough resources now, does this sound familiar, people, right? Like how we're short on staffing resources, right? People resources. When I have enough resources, right, then I can, you know, reduce my workload. Then I'll be rested and energized. Well, that could take a long time to happen. But what if you were first being resourceful? And doing things that helped you to leverage the resources you have more effectively and efficiently. And then you would, you know, have the time to rejuvenate Rejuvenate. and rest and increase your energy. So can you see how just that subtle shift Mm -hmm. from when I have resources to if I'm being resourceful, really being resourceful, then I can have what I want, right? Versus waiting to have it to be what you want to be. So that's just an example of how that works in the reverse. Yeah, it's really, it's such a helpful model to reframe how you maybe always thought. And it's very powerful when you step into your identity and step into who you want to be. And the outcomes of the dynamic balance effect framework is leaders step out, being gritty, being strong, being intentional, and having wisdom from really leveraging all three of the pillars that we're going to go through the next couple That's weeks. So they end up being. They be that. They be that. They be that. You be that. <laughs> well, the next pillar is beliefs. And oh boy, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
Beliefs are so powerful and they're so subconscious that you're not, like I said before, you're not even aware of them. And um, all, you know, a lot of us think our beliefs are truths, but they're not absolute truths. There's very few truths, you know, like there's gravity that holds us to the earth. That's a truth, right? The sun rises in the west and or rises in the east and sets in the west. That's a truth, right? You can count on it every single day. But a lot of the things we believe are not truths. And so it's really important to evaluate your beliefs. And a lot of things we're indoctrinated to believe. And it sticks with us our whole lives, and it becomes just ingrained as a part of who we are. And sometimes we don't even question what we believe, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so this is really an important thing to be thinking about, to evaluate, because it is the lens, it is the filter through which you see everything, and it influences how you interpret what happens around you. Um, so it guides the stories you tell yourself. You know, you know, one of the stories, some people think the pandemic's the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Other people think it's the greatest opportunity that ever existed, that it's causing innovation and change that would never have occurred without it, right? So it's that filter, it's the lens through which you see and the beliefs that drive those um, those thoughts and those feelings. And some of our beliefs are a little bit limiting. Yes, they and are. They hold us back. Yeah. And what we want to do is shift from limiting to liberating. To, yeah, liberating, empowering. Yeah. So a lot of leaders sometimes, again, because of the circumstances, they have a belief that, you know, that I don't have a choice. This is just the way it is. And you can flip that into I can, I'm empowered to make any choice that I want. Right. So it's just a matter of taking that belief and making it the opposite. Our leaders are servants. So we always have to eat last. And you can flip that around to, I have to take care of my myself so I can take care of my team. Um, but you have to be you have to raise them to the conscious level. <laughs> well, that's because we've been indoctrinated, right? right. As leaders to be right. a servant leader, to put the patients in the team first and and to yep. always put, you know, and then to put yourself last. And it doesn't people don't even have to tell you these things, right? You are indoctrinated with it by the behaviors of others around you. Maybe the mentor that you had as you became a leader indoctrinated you with certain beliefs about how things were, how you needed to be. So it just happens on such a subconscious level. And the good thing is you learn most of your beliefs, which means you can unlearn them. Mm -hmm. And again, you can mindfully choose what you want to believe. And then you can create some habits around that that help to really, you know, re-indoctrinate yourself with the beliefs that are going to be empowering and liberating and supporting. So really the thing is just really to stop and pause and ask yourself, you know, do my beliefs limit me or liberate me? Do they inhibit what I want or do they support me to get what I want, to achieve what I want? Um, So really be thinking about that. Are any of your beliefs holding you back from the things that you want most in life? Yeah, the, the next element in mindful choices is values. So it's really important, again, if we're going to make choices, we have to consider our values, right? <laughs> very important. Yeah, very important piece. Yeah, so there's a quote by Roy Disney that he says, when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes easier. And this is all about mindful choices. So it's really important we're grounded in our values and we do know what matters most to us. Um, and you know, that is what helps us. And one of the things that we do in our true coaching program early on is we help people with the values clarification going through again, what are my top values? And what we've learned through the pandemic is we haven't thought about them in a while again, because we've just been so busy doing, 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 and putting out fires. 
And it's been a while sometimes that we step back and say, really, what do I value? What, well, and, and in the circumstances we face, the hardships we faced, our values have shifted. Yes, that's for some people. For some people, you know, yes. you may ha- they may it may still be a value, but it may not be one of your top, top. three or top five, five values anymore. Right? The priority of your values shift mm-hmm. yeah. during crisis and times of significant change. It's not unusual. Yeah, and to your point, Tracy, what bubbles up then is this confliction that can occur is because things have changed. It's bumping up against your values now, mm-hmm. like in ways yeah. things haven't before. Yeah. Or you're making, you've made some choices that maybe aren't aligned with the values that are your priority now. And yeah. so, right, then you feel that tension. And and then for some people, right, they've just lost such touch with the things that matter most to them. They don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what's important to myself anymore. Um, you know, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I value most. And, you know, I feel lost. We've heard mm-hmm. that We've from heard a that. few different leaders mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really um, values are like the anchor. They are anchors. Keeps you, you know, like we're in this ocean of chaos and change and, and uh, you know, it keeps you stable in the midst of all of what's happening around you. And you can always go back to your values and choose from that point and feel good about the choices that you're making. Feel aligned with those choices. Yeah. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute. We know these have been extremely challenging times. And when you stepped into your leadership role, you made a commitment to your organization and to the people you lead. We know how important it is to you to support them, and they need your support. Let us ask you, can you pour from an empty cup? Obviously, the answer is no. However, that's what you are doing every single day when you put your staff first and neglect caring for yourself. When you are putting your staff and their needs before your own day after day, how often do you end up feeling tired, resentful, and drained of energy? Let's face it, you can't be a strong leader or care for others if this is how you are feeling. Caring for yourself is equally important as caring for your team. Actually, it is essential. That's why we created the self-study program titled Caring for Others Without Neglecting You. In the self-study program, you will learn a proven strategy to help you balance taking care of yourself while still supporting your team so you can be your best self at work and home, experience more joy, and have more energy for the things in your life that matter most. It takes less than three hours to learn the strategy and start to put it into action. Go to Missing logic.com forward slash new dash events and enroll now. All right. Well, the next one is healthy relationships. And as Meg Wheatley says, relationships are all there is. They're everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, relationships really um, are the foundation of pretty much our personal and our professional lives. And, you know, true leaders really strive to have strong and healthy relationships. Now, we talk in episode 50 about all the principles Mm -hmm. of healthy relationships, so we're not going to go through all of those again today. But it's just really, you know, what we've seen is, you know, when you're in crisis, Strained relationships can become even more strained. Sometimes relationships deepen because of the camaraderie, because of how you pull together, right, um, to move through things, or because of the deep and meaningful conversations that you need to have during these really um, significant changes. So the first thing about healthy relationships is it starts with intention. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're not going to have a healthy, strong relationship with somebody if that's not your intention. Um, so that's just a cornerstone. It's like the key, 
the key element really of a healthy relationship is if you have good intention and your intention is to have it, then oftentimes you can overcome any of the challenges you have around creating a healthy relationship because your, your intention is so strong. Um, but it also includes um, mission, a shared mission, you know, that common purpose that you're moving towards. It also is about trust. It's about seeing potential in other people. Um, it's about equal accountability to that shared mission, to that common person purpose that you have. And then also it's about balance, balance of relationship with yourself and relationship with others. And that's like another key one, right? Oh, if yeah. you don't have a strong personal relationship with yourself, if you're beating yourself up all the time, it's really difficult to be in a good and strong and healthy relationship with somebody else. It all starts with you. It does. It does. It and people have felt isolated from each other. You know, some of the ways mm -hmm. that you've gathered have changed over the course of the pandemic and over time, um, you know, and both personal and professional mm -hmm. levels. Right? right. Right. That's, you know, one of the things. That, so people have found it a little bit maybe more challenging to have those healthy relationships in a virtual way. Um, so it calls for just different skills, but it also calls for that intention, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have that intention, then you can overcome the circumstances around which you're needing to build your relationships or or strengthen them or continue them. Um, and, um, you know, and if you're overemphasizing some of the things in your professional life, it can certainly have make you feel disconnected or have your family feeling very disconnected from you, have an impact on the relationships that you have. Um, but again, with that intention and and seeing the potential and having that common mission, you can just do a few things that will keep it strong and keep it moving forward, mm -hmm, too. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so true leaders are very intentional about cultivating healthy relationships. It's a priority. Yeah. That is yeah definitely they make a mindful choices about the relationships, mm -hmm, right, so mm -hmm. that they keep them strong. Yep. And then the last but not least is dialogue. So mindful choices, it involves conversation, both again with yourself, meaningful conversation with yourself and meaningful conversation with others. And um, that's really important because it helps you to gain insight. When you think about decision-making and making choices, what's going to help me the most? And so our self-talk is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And then tapping the wisdom of others is really, really important as well. And uh, we, we teach the principles of dialogue in our coaching program. And one of the dynamic principles of a dialogue is inviting silence and reflection. And Tracy and I are always really struck with how there's little time for self-reflection right now and how valuable that is for leaders to engage in that practice again. Because, again, that clarity comes and then they're able to make choices, more mindful choices. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that's really important. Um, so, uh, Tracy, I think I, we were going to have you share a little bit about how you have used, uh, inviting silence and reflection into yes. helping you make oh my mindful choices. <clears throat> yeah. So I think, you know, we are going a hundred miles an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Like every, and in your mind, I don't know, it's like 64,000 thoughts a day, right? Like it's an enormous number of thoughts that you have. And so one of the things that I had started to do was to do at least 30 minutes of silence every day, like either in the morning or later in the afternoon, but just to set my timer and do 30 minutes of nothing but silence. And I'm not listening to any music. I'm not doing anything. I'm just quieting my mind and, and just allowing myself to get quiet. 
and to create a space to have my intuition show up, right? To have, you know, it's kind of like just giving, giving, slowing down the chatter enough to hear maybe some in some of my intuitive messages to myself to, and, you know, to just to invite that in. Um, and, and to remember, like when you're silent, it gives you a chance to really remember who you are, mm-hmm. what you really want. So these things can come to you if you don't know, because you're pushing too hard, right? Sometimes we're forcing things. And so you have to let the silence kind of let things come back to you and let the messages come to you. It's like downloads from the universe is what I call it. Um, and then the other thing that I did recently is I just did a two day silent retreat. So I went to a place by myself and I was in silence for two full days. I didn't no electronics, no phone calls, no TV, no books, no nothing. No, I just, no Michelle, no Michelle. <laughs> I sat in complete silence for two full days. And it's just a phenomenal experience if you, if you make the time to do it. And I really would like to do it every quarter. Um, I mean, that would be ultimately mm-hmm. be my goal would be to do this every quarter because it just is just such a, a, an incredible experience of just reflection. It's just a lot of reflection and letting, you know, your thoughts kind of come to you and being able to appreciate who you really are and the things that you've experienced in your life and the strengths that you've gained and the wonderful things that you have and think about what you want in the future and just kind of let your thoughts flow um, and dream a little bit about Mm -hmm. the possibilities and about how far you've come and remembering all of that, you know, and it's just, it is an incredibly powerful experience. So I would highly recommend it for anybody. Well, I think it's important to really remember that silence is, Mm -hmm. is part of dialogue. So it really does help you dig deep into converse to yourself, yeah. right? That whole self-reflection and that silence, which is, it's informative. To, well, yeah. It's just very informative. And thinking about your beliefs. Yep. You know, what is it that I believe that got me here? Mm-hmm. Why, where, how, where did that ever come from, right? Like just even exploring that. Mm-hmm. Your values, what really matters to me, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. So it's really mm-hmm. getting to all of these things. Um, in that, just that quiet time and that mm-hmm. silence. It's very powerful. And another dynamic principle of dialogue is balancing advocacy and inquiry. And um, again, we're going to take it back to mindful choices that sometimes when you need to make a mindful choice, you might want to reach outside of yourself and really and ask for help. Because that's the other thing that leaders who are burnt out don't do. Ask for, you know, ask for help. And the way that we do this is a court of support strategy that we use with our coaching program. We actually have a court of support group now of leaders that have gone through our entire coaching um, program, our true coaching program. So this is a strategy where you can really advocate for what is on your mind, maybe a dilemma that you're in or a goal that you have. And then the colleagues around you, their only role is to ask you genuine questions so that you can get clearer. And what always happens is you arrive to a decision. It's always been my experience that it's been so much better because you've really leveraged dialogue and tapped into other colleagues. And... um, this clarity comes. So that's well, another example. Well, they'll ask you questions you may not ask yourself, oh, never. right? And yeah, well, that's so, a good question. Yeah, exactly. You're like, wow, 
<laughs> you know, it just kind of takes you to another place. So yeah. it's just really, really important. And I think, too, the other thing is um, we get really transactional in our dialogue with each other, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just, you know, here's what I need from you. What do you need from me? Like, you yeah. know, and just kind of that back and forth kind of a thing, too. Yeah. Any questions? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then and then the other thing is just uh, um, being candid and being diplomatic. Oh, yes. And right now, right, that's really being called for, right? There's times to be diplomatic, to say what needs to be said, but in a very respectful way. But then there's sometimes, too, where you just need to call it out and say what it is that's going on, right, what you're experiencing. So those are another elements kind of of dialogue is leveraging that candor and diplomacy and knowing when to use both. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that you're using, most of us use both on an ongoing basis, um, but you may have a preference. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes you're not saying what you need to say because you are heavy into the diplomacy. The diplomacy, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, wow, those covered are, them all. Covered them we all. Covered them all, and that's <laughs> the secret, folks. Yeah. Those are the secrets. <laughs> so now we're just going to invite you into some silence and self reflection for yourself. And here's some key questions that you can maybe ask yourself. Just take a few minutes. Um, you know, each morning or or over the course of time and ask yourself, um, am I making mindful choices? Or am I making choices that are maybe reactionary to the circumstances around me? Um, you know, I, am I clear on really what matters most to me? Mm -hmm. what, what are my top values? You know, am I clear on that? Um, how are my beliefs influencing my behaviors and the choices I'm making or the decisions that I'm making um, and how I'm interpreting the circumstances around me? Um, am I making my relationships a priority? Am I intentional in those relationships? And how am I communicating with others? Those are some really good reflection, mm -hmm. silence questions. Those are excellent questions. Uh, because you could choose not to ask those questions and not to, again, do anything. <laughs> um, but we want to ask you another question. Have you ever considered what it's going to cost you if you don't take the time to seek time to gain clarity on what matters most to you and to base the decisions that you make on, you know, your principles and your values and examine your beliefs and how they are the filter of your life? So if you don't do that, a year from now, you're going to be, you know, what's going to change? It, it, is it you're going to be right where you are? You're going to be in a worse place than what you are? Um, so you really has, have to ask, is that what you want? Do you want to just stay put? Yeah. Well, you're more than likely going to be worse off than you are right now. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not doing these things, then your relationships will suffer your health will suffer. You'll suffer, right, yeah. over time, yeah. and you'll end up in a worse place, right? But just imagine now, <laughs> life six months from now. Oh, yeah. And you're making mindful choices, and you're choosing from the things that matter most, and your principles are the guardrails of your life, and it's guiding all of your choices and your behaviors, and you're centered, you're grounded, mm -hmm. you're clear, um, you know, you've got great relationships with yourself and with others, your communication is clear and intentional and purposeful and, um, you know, professionally and personally, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. are responding in all situations, not reacting. And you're responding from this place of knowing what matters most 
and leveraging those principles of communication or dialogue and relationship to guide you around those things that matter most and how you're interacting with others now. That feels really good. It does. It is really good. It really makes you feel great. And, um, you know, like one of our coaching clients, like Mm -hmm. she really wanted to take on the identity of being a trusted advisor, right? This was an identity she knew would really um, help her grow and thrive professionally. And so she, um, you know, she kind of stepped out of her comfort zone. She got some clarity on this identity and having that clarity then allowed her to take some actions to, to open up to some opportunities um, that weren't necessarily things she would have choose before. She mm-hmm. went outside her comfort zone, right? Made some choices around some things in her organization that she could do. Um, and then what that did is as she began to take more actions outside her comfort zone, engage with different people around different aspects of her role, more opportunities opened up to her and came to her, more opportunities for different roles, different levels of responsibility and accountability within the healthcare system she worked in. So it just totally opened up for her possibilities that were not there because she wasn't embracing the attributes of that trusted advisor person, right? And then in her personal life, she also got really clear on what mattered most. I knew her health mattered most to her. Her rest and activities mattered most to her. She made some decisions around personal, like fun activities to do with her husband. And then she made some choices around sleep and um, started to make mindful choices in both these areas of her life. And now she has more energy, She's got a lot of different role opportunities. She's having more fun. Um, and those things have really lightened her up. Yeah. When you think back to like a year ago and have seen the different things that have happened, it just shows you the power of yeah. what we're talking about. And it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's really made some significant, it's great really, choices, yes. which have, she's been rewarded for, right? With the things that she wants. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Making those mindful choices. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Everything's a choice. And Everything. The the best the I think one of the most powerful things I heard is we live our choices. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like the life you have right now, it's because of the choices that you've made. Mm-hmm. So it's powerful. You don't like your life, then change your choices. <laughs> Make a mindful choice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And we would love it if you would share your takeaways on our social media channels. We've got Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. You can tag us, hashtag Missing Logic on your comments. And um, we don't want you to miss next week. Again, as we said, this is our first series. So next week we're going to be back and we're going to dive into pillar number two, which is polarity intelligence. And uh, then the following week, we're going to talk about uh, pillar number three, personal alignment. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Come back next week. Be safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. 
It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.